Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. On an all-new Inside Boxing Live, Chris Algieri is here to break down Canelo Alvarez versus BJ Saunders. Vasily Lomachenko is back with the date. And why is Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor not getting the proper push? It's Inside Boxing Live. It's coming up next. All right, it's time to bring in our guest this week. You know him, Chris Algieri, one of my favorite guests here on the show because you can break down fights both in the ring, outside the ring, all that good stuff. Got a big one coming up this weekend. He'll be part of the broadcast team for Matchroom, uh, doing the before the bell, calling fights. Uh, they got fight week stuff. He's a Swiss Army knife, right, Chris? That's right. That's right. I fit in where, wherever they need me. Before we get to Canelo and Saunders, which we're going to break that down extensively, we got some news. Triller. South Beach, Chris Algieri, that, that kind of all checks out to me. Yeah, no, it's 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 a perfect opportunity. Uh, makes sense that you know this is this is be this would be where my comeback would be. Although I don't feel like I went anywhere. You know, honestly, everyone keeps saying come back, come back, come back. But yeah. never left the gym. You know, uh, I mean, the pandemic really put everybody out for a year or a year plus. So I don't feel like it's been as long as it has been. So for me, it's just you know keep on rolling, and this is the opportunity to do it, and, and it's a great platform. So I'm very excited. So you'll be fighting, what's the weight? You can do 140, 147? Well, I mean, uh, 40, 40-ish. I mean, that's that's where I want to campaign. That's where I want to, you know, have my ranking. Um, you know, it depends on on the opponent and where we land up. But for the most part, I mean, I'm a 40-pounder. That's yeah. that's where I want to fight. Any talks about opponents or are we just kind of just getting the, the train rolling here? No, there's nothing I can announce yet, but there's definitely been, there's some talks and some some idea. But, um, you know, once it's announced, it'll, it'll be out there and that'll be that. That'd be cool, man. Triller, man. We're, we're on board, too, with, with CompuBox. It's a scene. It's definitely going to be a scene. I'm looking forward to see how it looks for the Tiafimo Camposos uh, fight because they already said uh, that it's not going to look anything like the Jake Paul one, which was more yeah. of like an entertainment one. That's mm-hmm. going to be for the fight heads. As, in July, I expect, too, when you got, you know, Oscar De La Hoya. How, what's that going to be like, fighting on a car with Oscar De La Hoya? I bet you thought that would never happen in your career. No, absolutely not. And, and honestly, he was one of my, you know, one of my heroes growing up yeah. you know, in the nineties, he was, you know, he was the the man, the golden boy, mm-hmm. you know, so he was, um, so, you know, when I was coming up and really, you know, uh, just a, a budding fight fan, that was the guy that was kind of like where you wanted to be. Right. So it's going to be amazing to be on a card with him. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, th- these cards moving forward after that initial trailer card are going to be much more boxing centric, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, real fighters, not, not, not YouTubers and <laughs> basketball players and whatnot, not weed so, smoke and drinking. And that was yeah. quite, it was quite the scene. It was quite the same, but yeah, you're right about Oscar. I mean, everyone looked up to him and I think his career, since he took it to the promoter role, people kind of forgotten about how good he was. And the fact that he took on yeah. all comers fought everybody. Yep. It's kind of like, you, man, you fought a lot of big names. It's just, you know, you got to fight the best. And that's how you get remembered. So. Looking forward to your, your comeback or your get back or you're getting back into the ring uh, in July. But this Saturday, big one, Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders, 60, 70,000 fans at Jerry World. We're getting into the month of May, which I've been looking forward to for a long time. Every single week from here on out, that's going to be really, really good fights. We're kicking it off Cinco de Mayo weekend face of boxing. How about Canelo fighting for the third time in 140 days? How impressive is that to you? Can you elaborate on how tough that is, you know, physically and mentally to get in there three times in 140 days? I love it. I love that idea of a, a champion, the guy who has declared himself the face of the sport to be out there and getting that much exposure. 
listen, I mean, if you can live in the gym and you have that lifestyle, which he obviously does and has been doing it for the majority of his, his, his life, mm -hmm. then why not, you know, go out there. And you know, I think people talked a lot of trash about, you know, his pickup opponent, especially his last fight, but listen, he still got out there. He fought, he didn't have to ha take that fight at all. You right. know, so if you don't see him and then, you know, he only has big fights, you know, it's, it, there's a big difference to taking a fight in the middle. Um, it may not be the biggest draw in the world, but at least he's staying busy and we get to see one of the, one of the faces of boxing do his thing. So I, I love it. And that's, that's the way, you know, the old school fighters fought and it's great to see such a high level guy do that, doing that right now. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully it sets the tone for, for the rest of today's fighters to stay active. Listen, Chavez Sr., who that's Canelo's hero, and it's a lot of fighters' heroes. He would do this, too. He would fight four or five times a year. Some of them weren't always great, weren't the biggest challenges. There were the Envy Yildirims mixed in there. But, you know, obviously I couldn't agree more because I put it out on Twitter and I got so many different responses. To, that just shows to me that Canelo is the guy right now because you put out a tweet about Canelo, you'll get a myriad of different opinions and, and just people either crapping on his opponents or saying that he's the king. And listen, you brought it up right there is that it's not just about getting in the ring for the fights with an Andrew Yildirim. It's the doing the media. It's staying in gym, staying on weight, all that. You have to take it to account, staying active, staying in the, in the, the public eye is so important, especially in boxing when you only fight, you know, usually two, three times a year, it's so hard to break through. So I hope that he keeps this going. He's going to fight in September. He said, maybe December depends on how these next two fights uh, play out. Cause Saunders is, it's going to be a tough, tough fight for him. I think I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Now there are two things, with this fight that I'm looking at, and I know a lot of fans are looking at, two narratives. I want to figure out with you, Chris, if they're false narratives or they're legitimate narratives. And, they, and, and number one is Canelo versus Slick Southpaws. Everyone says that, you know, maybe he lost to Lara or Lara gave him issues. It's a Southpaw. You know, BJ Saunders will be Canelo's first Southpaw since Kirkland. And we all know what, what happened with Kirkland. I wouldn't consider him a Slick Southpaw. But Lara, Trout, and I know Mayweather's not a Southpaw, but he's a, he's a pure boxer. Those guys gave Canelo issues. Can we fall back on that? Can we use that as an argument considering those fights were six, seven years ago and Canelo has improved so much? Short answer, no. Canelo is a different guy. Yeah. Uh, BJ Saunders is a different type of fighter than those guys. BJ is also, he's bigger, you know, and, and, and you know, size matters, especially when it comes to slickness and boxing skills. You know, he's not going to be able to move the same way. One of the reasons that I think Canelo has chosen to move up in weight classes so much is that he has the speed advantage. He mm. likes fighting bigger men. He likes... Um, speed is a big difference between even the, especially in the lighter weight class, you go from 135 to 140. There's a big speed difference. You go from 40 to 47. There's a big speed jump. So there's going to be a speed jump, um, in, in these fights and, and Canelo's really, especially recently speed has been, you know, his, his really limiting, uh, deciding factor in a lot of these fights, other than obviously a skill set. Mm -hmm. but he's just faster than everybody. And, um, at the end, at the end of the day, at the highest level speed kills. And I think that we can't really compare, this type of fight to those types of fights well if you go back and look at those fights and you take a look at the numbers and and you take a look at at what canelo was not able to do against these southpaws he couldn't get his jab off or he did but he couldn't land it versus lara he only did five percent jabs he had nine of 183 jabs and uh you know bj saunders one of the best jabbers at 168 uh over 55 percent of his thrown punches are jabs is that a good way to, to kind of slow down canelo he's not the you know, he doesn't use a lot of volume, but he'll, he'll come forward. You got to stop Canelo from coming forward. You got to stop him some way. BJ Saunders has a really good jab. Lara had a really good jab. It slowed down Canelo. Are there, are there some, can we put, piece that together a little bit? 
Great point there because um, it's not so much about slowing Canelo down because honestly, I, you, you mentioned the volume. Mm-hmm. He's not a volume puncher like no. he was when he was younger. So when he was younger, when he fought those slick southpaws, he was much more of a volume guy, much more come forward. He doesn't fight like that anymore. He's a counter puncher through and through. He counters guys and he, he really shuts off their offense using slick counters, explosive combinations, and speed. So even when he puts physical body pressure, he's not throwing a lot of punches. So I don't think Saunders is going to make a miss all that much. Yeah. But when, when Canelo goes... He goes. He counters in combination so well. So one of the best I've seen since like Juan Manuel Marquez. He was another guy who countered with combinations great, mm-hmm. which is a very difficult thing to do. Um, and I think that's the difference now than than you know in the past with with Canelo's style. Yeah, Canelo's like uh, took in Floyd's blueprint in a number of different ways from the business side, but in the ring, low volume, high accuracy, great defense. Canelo, all right. I think right now Canelo's peaking. I think that can't even be debated right now. He's at the height of his powers, throwing 42, 43 punches around, landing close to 45% of his power, you know, only getting hit with 25%, right? That's elite, elite numbers right there. And he's yeah. doing it at the highest of levels and made a great point about the countering, not just one shot. When you counter with two, three shots, that is going to be, that's going to be hell for, for BJ Saunders in there. But the second uh, kind of narrative in this fight is about BJ Saunders. Like, who is BJ Saunders? It's an enigma because we don't know exactly how we can be gauge this guy because clearly he has the ability. He has the defensive numbers, only gets hit with close to seven punches around, which is close to tops besides Andrade at 168. I, I gave you the, the jab numbers and he's done some great. He has great numbers. You can't debate that, but it's against two. I mean, I think one of his cleanest performances was against uh, David Lemieux. That was almost four years ago. So how do we judge uh, how do we judge uh, Lemieux here? B, uh, sorry, uh, BJ Saunders. Well, and, and you touched on Lemieux, but I mean, he's a one-dimensional guy, you know, and and he's been outboxed before, but, you know, he's, he's a killer puncher. Um, great fan-friendly guy, but he's not Canelo. And I'm actually a big fan of, of BJ Saunders. And, you know, leading up to this fight, when they were talking about it, I was like, oh, this, this, this is a good fight. This is a guy that could really give him trouble based on what we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, he does have a great jab. He has great defense. He has great footwork. He's very slick. He's, 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 um, he's got great rhythm in the ring. He sets a nice tone he, and he's busy. He's, he's a volume puncher, but I think a lot of the things that he does do fall into Canelo's hands. And I think that's going to be the storyline of this fight. Right. Saunders, he was able to up his volume in his last fight versus Martin Murray through 50 punches around, which is a lot for him, but he wasn't able to hurt Martin. Yeah, but Murray. Martin Murray's one of these fighters. Martin yeah. Murray, yeah. you know, comes Absolutely. forward with hand, hands, high guard. He's a big guy, big target. Um, very, very different style. Yeah, but if you take a look at the the opponents of of BJ Saunders, do you think he maybe should have stepped on the gas a little bit, added some some better opponents to his resume? Because you take a look at some of his last couple of fights, uh, he fought this guy a Sufi who didn't land a punch to the fourth round. That is absurd. That's what lowered his numbers down so low. Obviously, we work with CompuBox, and every time mm-hmm. I put out numbers, uh, you know, for Andrade or I put down numbers for BJ Saunders, they are impressive numbers, but everyone's just like, all right, but, you know, what's the opposition here? So it's really mm-hmm. kind of hard. I think a lot of fans want to see a good fight, but they're kind of bullish on on what exactly BJ Saunders has at this stage in his career and the fact that he has not fought anyone close to the caliber of Canelo. Yeah, I mean, well, there is nobody really that's close to the caliber of Canelo, so yeah. that, that's one thing. But um, I don't know if I can blame BJ Saunders, you know, for for that that opposition. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from over uh, across the pond, we see that a lot. We see a lot of these guys who haven't had that that big international space. But really, you know, the the the, the fighters on this side um, are the higher level guys, are the guys that we see much more. Um, and when we do have those those matchups from overseas to here, it's generally the 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 guys on this side, the American guys who who come out victorious. So. Um, you know, it's not necessarily his fault. It's where he's from. 
but from what he's done with the guys that he's had in front of him, he's had to dig deep in fights. Um, you know, he, he, he's a world champion. He's undefeated for a reason. So that, 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 that O is always something like that gives you a question mark. It's like, well, what's going to happen in this kind of fight? The guy doesn't know how to lose. He's never lost. He's always dug deep to find a way to win. Um, so that, that leaves a question mark for, for what Billy Joe can, can bring to this fight. Maybe he brings something we've never seen before. He does have that O and he is a world champ. And, uh, that's like the question, the, uh, remarks that I give back to people when they say like, yeah, who's he fought and this, that, and the other, I'm pretty sure the other guy gets paid too. pretty sure the other guy is a professional and, uh, you know, you got to give Saunders some credit here. He does have the outstanding defensive numbers and everyone has wanted to see Canelo fight like a slick Southpaw. You know, everyone will tell you that, you know, he, the Lara fight gave him trouble to trout and he's kind of avoided that for the last five, six years. You know, I like to see what the fans say now, if Canelo you know, has another UD win and, uh, you know, he disposes of, of Saunders, I'll probably say Saunders is, is trash because that's how <laughs> the fans operate. I think, I'm on, yeah. I think I'm on Twitter too much because everything goes too much into my, into my thinking here. But speaking of Twitter, it has played out uh, early in fight week is the ring whole saga with how big is the ring and the contractual stuff. And I think a lot of fans got schooled to the fact that these are things that are put into contracts. This is a sport that has a lot of stipulations, a lot of variables. There isn't one set size for a ring. There isn't one set glove that the fans use. I'm sure that for your big fights, this was worked into your contract. Can you speak a little bit about on um, the ring size? And did Saunders have a legitimate beef with Canelo? So I guess I'll talk about my experiences first. So when I fought Ruslan Provotnikov at the Barclays Center back in 2014, uh, this was very early in my career. This is my first fight at that, that level. I had no idea about ring size. I thought there was a standard championship ring size right. that it would be 24 feet or 20 feet or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, we trained in a large ring because we expected a large ring. And then uh, day of the weigh-in, I look down and I'm in the top of the Barclays Center looking down and the Barclays Center is huge, obviously. And I look at that, I see a very small ring. I go, that ring looks really small. Maybe it's just the perspective that I'm from. I think it's really small. Um, I asked my trainer about it. He goes, no, 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 it's, it's exactly the same kind of ring we were, we were training in. He lied to me, which was probably a good thing. And then uh, the day of the fight, speaking of Twitter, never look on Twitter on day of your fight. Right. I see Dan Raphael post that the ring is 16 and a half feet, wow. which is crazy small especially for a championship fight. So I knew that going into the fight, man, this is a super small ring and I'm fighting a puncher and I'm, I'm a mover. So for those of you at home, there's a couple of things. When a ring is bigger, it's better for the boxer. When a mm -hmm. ring is tighter in terms of the canvas, you can move better, it's better for a mover. Softer ring has a little bit of give, it's better for a puncher. So these, there, there's things that can, variables within fights, within contracted stuff uh, that can affect how a fight is. Guy who fights on the ropes, you want tighter ropes, not looser ropes. You don't right. fall through the ropes. Uh, the kind of glove you use, whether it's horsehair or padding, is it matters. All these things factor into, into a fight, especially at the championship level. So, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, well, that, whatever, it's two feet. Mm -hmm. two, two feet can make a big difference. Um, is the, the, the gripe legitimate? I don't know. The fight's going to happen no matter what. When yeah. him, him, I think that was a that was a posturing move. It yeah. doesn't make him look great, you know, arguing over something like that fight week when we know the fight's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Not skipping out on that money. If he's doing it to prove a point, sure. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it makes a big difference. Ultimately, I don't think this fight was ever in danger. So uh, here we go. The, the fight is on. <laughs> Get on the plane, Chris. The fight's happening. Yeah, fight's that's happening. yeah, that's crazy though. That's the really good insight from your fight with Pavanikov was there ringside, one of the most memorable nights. But you're right though with the the ring. Everything you described is what Saunders needs 
because that's the type of fighter he is. He moves in there. He depends Over. on movement. Yeah. And I would make sense for Canelo to want a smaller ring with a bigger pattern because he sits down on his punches. Watch Canelo's yep. footwork on Saturday night. He he moves very slow in there, very plodding. It's one thing about Canelo. He's not bouncing around in there. He's not on the nope. he's not on his on the balls of his feet. He is a come forward fighter, but slow and plodding. So listen, Canelo said whatever. I'll give you whatever ring you want. It's a master troll move. BJ Saunders is a troll 24 7, 365 days a week. It's a big reason I think fans are going to tune in to watch this fight because, you know, he's had a checkered past. He's said a lot of things. He's done a lot of very dumb things, BJ Saunders. A lot of people want to see him get sent. <laughs> and Canelo might be able to do that. It's going to be interesting to watch uh, on Saturday night. But yeah, you'll be there at calling the action, right? Running yes, around with Grisham. And in Sergio, the broadcasting side of things is great. I know you're getting back into the ring, but you got to be enjoying getting in there behind the mic. It's so much fun, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it keeps me so involved in the sport that I love and I've dedicated my life to. Um, and honestly, it, it doesn't take away from what I'm doing. If anything, it, it, it allows me to, it forces me to study, you know, when maybe I don't want to. So I'm always studying the game and it's just, it's made me even an even better student of the game. So. Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to ask you something about, some headlines you've been seeing lately, whether it's Amber Williams uh, on a higher scale, it's Ryan Garcia and it's mental health. I think yeah. it's a big part of boxing. It's a big part of all athletes out there is managing your mental health. And I've been a big advocate for it. I've come out and, and, and spoke that I support Amber Williams, support Ryan Garcia, of course. But a lot of fans out there don't understand it. A lot of media, unfortunately, sadly, don't understand it as well. How much of a big part of, of that for you, not just training in the ring, not just training, you know, in the gym and, and fitness, but just getting your mind right, too, is such an important thing, not just for sports, but just in, in life in general. Oh, I mean, it's it's more than half the battle, you know, mm -hmm. especially in this this game. I mean, the mental is, is, is so much, especially the world we live in now with social media. And I think that's the difference now. This is nothing new. The pressure, the anxiety, the depression, the, the, the anxiety leading up to a fight, the depression that follows post-fight, that anti-climax that anti after, after the night is over on Monday yeah. morning when you have to go back to work, or Monday morning when your face and jaw is swollen and you're not getting the accolades you had earlier. Whether you won or you lost, there's always a come down, mm -hmm. and it, 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 it is a depressive state. And uh, I've spoken to professionals about it. I think a lot of these young fighters need that. I think everyone does, especially in the public eye, um, because it is a very, very muddy waters to, to navigate. And to do it on your own when you're 20 years old or 20, even 25 years old, it, it's nearly impossible, especially when you have tons of money. And, and, and like I said, with social media now and the exposure and the oversharing that is the world that we live in today, yep. um, I, I think we're seeing more of that. And, uh, you know, a guy like Ryan Garcia and even, even you know, to a lesser extent, a guy like uh, Emma Williams, um, both great kids, but, you know, their lives have been laid out for everyone to watch their career, their progression. Um, so it, it makes sense that now when they're having some, some, some of these personal issues that, that they're actually under the microscope as well. But, um, like I said, for myself, like I've, I've spoken to, to professionals about it. And I think that, um, mo I mean, all fighters probably should, you know, especially as they get to those higher levels and, and the stakes get higher, the, the, the higher, the, the higher, the stakes, the higher, the risk, the more involved, you know, the more pressure and, and anxiety that you're going to deal with and, you know, having the tools to navigate that it's not something you're born with. Yeah, it's weird because boxing, you got to promote yourself. I mean, they've been telling you since day one, especially now with the YouTubers now infiltrating the sport, promote yourself, get out there, put it, make a page, this, that, and the other. It's a big part of the game. It's a big part of the business, but then it's a double-edged sword because you're seeing someone like Ryan Garcia who got the eight. I mean, every time you interview the guy, every time you talk about the guy, it's like, dude, dude's got a great right hand, but also he's got 10 million followers on, on Instagram. So I think that got a, a hold of him. 
And I'm also like in a weird way, it's unfortunate that he's going through this stuff, but in a strange way, it's it's shedding light on it. And I'm glad you were able to, to shed some light on it as well, because it's a tough sport. It's one of the toughest sports out there mentally takes toll on you. And I hope he gets better. And I hope that a lot of, uh, you know, up and coming fighters, the fighters at the highest levels, you know, take that into account in addition to the, you know, the X's and O's and all that. All right, Chris, you're heading out to Dallas. I'm very jealous. It's going to be awesome scene. Saturday night on the zone. I know you don't give uh, predictions because you're working on the broadcast, but you know, how does this fight playing out in your mind? I think that it's going to be uh, very tactical, very nip tuck, especially early on. Um, I think uh, BJ Saunders has like all the things we mentioned, great jab, great defense, good footwork. He's got that big ring. Now he can move around. Um, and I believe it's going to, it's going to ultimately come down to the countering abilities, the body pressure, the physical pressure that Canelo puts on his opponents, making the ring small, cutting them down, check. And, and, and the lack of offense when he's making you miss and countering and checking, it, it really handcuffs guys from their offense. And I do see that happening in the middle to late rounds. Um, you know, I, I and I do believe unless Billy Joe can show us a wrinkle that I have we haven't seen before, if he can really tighten up some of the things that I've noticed in, in, in some of his fights, um, it's going to be a Canelo night. All right, Chris, have fun out there. Thanks as always. Enjoy talking to you here on Inside Boxing Live. Always a pleasure. And a special thanks to Chris Algeri for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live, one of the sharpest minds in the boxing game, gearing up for Canelo Alvarez and BJ Saunders. And we're really thinking about what BJ Saunders is because we know what Canelo is at this stage in the game. Who is BJ Saunders and what types of skills does he have? Is he this guy that everyone talks about being undefeated, world class, uh, amateur, you know, uh, world champion, slick, southpaw, can't be hit? Or is he the guy that we've seen struggle a little bit over his last couple of fights? Is he the guy that's past his prime? Is he a guy that is a little bit easier to hit if you have someone in there that's as accurate as Canelo? I think it lies somewhere in the middle. I think BJ Saunders certainly has those skills. You know, certainly is one of the best defensive fighters in the game. Is he past his prime or his best days behind him? I think so, too. But the thing about BJ Saunders, he rises up to his opposition and he rises up to the occasion. I want to see a good fight. I want to see a fun fight. And most importantly, it's a different wrinkle. Now, Canelo Alvarez is only 30 years old. He's moving forward with his career after this fight. People want to see Canelo in there with a, 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 a the style that BJ Saunders has. That's a southpaw, whether you think he's slick or not. That's up for debate. A guy that has a good jab, a guy that can move. Someone like Lara, someone like Austin Trout. It's the biggest criticism of Canelo that I've heard time and time again as he cherry picks his opponents. He never wants to face uh, uh, southpaws and never wants to face guys that can move while well, he's facing a southpaw and a guy that can move. We'll see how well BJ Saunders, uh, uh, you know, performs on Saturday. And can we please stop with the mind games? Can we please stop with, with BJ Saunders thinking he's going to get inside the, the mind of Canelo or he's going to rattle him or get him off his game? Give me a break. If Abel Sanchez and Gennady Golovkin were not able to get Canelo off of his game for that rematch, no one will. Canelo is not going to go into that ring on Saturday against BJ Saunders and throw 70 punches around like a, uh, you know, like a whirlwind trying to knock out BJ Saunders. It's just not who Canelo is. He's going to go in there. He's going to throw his normal 42, 43 punches around. It's going to be extremely accurate. He's going to counter. He's going to make you miss. He's going to make you look foolish in there. We'll see over the second half of the, uh, of the fight if he can get Saunders out of there, who's never been knocked down, let alone knocked out. So uh, looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this entire month. It's going to be an outstanding month next week. Luis Neary and Brandon Figueroa have that one circled after that. 
You got Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez with all the marbles at 140 pounds. Devin Haney and Jorge Linares, um, the World Day weekend. Donito Donaire and Nordin Ubali. So many good fights upcoming inside Boxing Live. Always has you covered. I've been talking about the month of May ad nauseum here on here and on Twitter. Every single week, you're going to enjoy a big fight. Uh, the month of June is looking really packed if, if you're into Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. But that's it. We got to go. Say goodbye. We'll see you next week. Another edition of Inside Boxing Live.